Welcome back to the Invasion of the Weird. This will be part two of our confirmed cover-ups and conspiracies. These are continuations and more to our first part. If you have not heard it, please back up and listen to part one. Welcome to the Invasion of the Weird. I am co-host, the G-Man, joined by our true host, Agent H. G, I gotta say, I appreciate that this time around, you're the one with the illest illumination of illiterate alliteration. Okay, okay. Sorry, it wasn't so smooth, I had to giggle, because I accidentally said illiterate instead of alliteration. But I'll stand by it. Your boy can't read. <laughs> Yeah, I got this far into what I do and not being able to read. But MK Ultra, man. Rise of Brain. Yeah, I uh, went to an arcade as a kid, and there's this game called Polybius, and I'm like 90% sure that they just put a bunch of LSD slowly into my hands. You know, that's funny. I was going to bring that up when we went to a full MK Ultra deep dive, but there's a really good chance that arcades in, in the 70s, uh, one specific one in Portland, Oregon, had a modified version of Tempest called Polybius, whose sole purpose was to dose children with lysergic acid, aka acid, aka LSD, while they played video games. That's great, and we should totally talk about it another time because it is not yet confirmed. It is not yet confirmed, which makes it still a conspiracy theory. Today we go into confirmed conspiracies concocted against you, the people. Seeing the times that we're in right now, I want to point attention to an awful aberration of audastic science carried out on unsuspecting U.S. citizens between 1932 and 1972. You ever heard of the Tuskegee experiment? Uh, I've heard a little bit about it. However... In one more attempt of alliteration, just for the sake of the viewers having a little bit of fun while we're talking about some very heavy subjects, please talk to me about these concocted conspiracies carried out upon the Commonwealth. So, I assume you've heard of this, the Tuskegee Airmen. Correct. Well, they both get this Tuskegee from the same source. The Tuskegee Airmen was a group of all African-American fighter pilots, and, or without a doubt, American heroes. The Tuskegee experiment was also carried out on only African-Americans. This horrifying ordeal started in 1932, and it was supposed to be a six-month trial. It ended up going for 40 years. They knowingly infected 400 rural African-American men with syphilis. For some reason, they believed in their weird, eugenics-induced, racist hypothesis that syphilis was a disease that attacked a human's greatest asset. So they believed, and I just want to preface that I do not hold any views like this myself. This is absolutely insane that they did this. They believed that in Europeans, syphilis attacked the brain because the human mind in Europeans 
was the greatest asset that they had. Conversely, in African Americans, they believed that the greatest af asset the African American had was the labor that they could produce. So they assumed that syphilis would not attack their brains and would instead eat their muscles. So they juiced up 400 men with syphilis and just told them they had something called bad blood that was incurable. But they keep coming in and getting checked on so they can make sure that the uh, bad blood wasn't going to kill them yet. There is 399 victims of this. By 1970, 128 of them had died. 19 children were born with congenital syphilis, and 40 of the men's wives also contracted syphilis. This is the time that they had invented antibiotics. They could have cured these people. But no, the six-month study got stretched out over 40 years, and it's absolutely despicable. I think it's absolutely asinine that these people had to go to the same doctors that were all in on the same getup. That's just the bad blood. Cheer up, G-Man. Bring us up. Give us some confirmed conspiracy of the continental U.S. that contains something less heavy than what we just discussed. All right, all right. I've got something that'll raise our spirits just a little bit. Um, everybody remembers the classic, classic family film known as E.T., the extraterrestrial. Yes. There is a theory, and it is confirmed. The theory is that E.T. is real and buried out in the New Mexican desert. E.T. from the movie, an alien, an actual extraterrestrial, is buried in the New Mexican desert? Yes, up to a point. Yes, up to a point. Correct. Um... It wasn't until many years later, after it had been buried and forgotten, that it was remembered and re-dug up. Exhumed. Exhumed, if you will. The Atari 2600 had a game called E.T. that absolutely flopped and caused the video game crash. And E.T. is the reason that it had that crash, and they just took all the extra copies and buried them out in the landfill of the New Mexican desert. You're telling me... The Atari 2800, extra excitingly, exhumed ETs? Correct. Solideration thing's getting a little bit harder. Maybe we should stop, even though it's a lot of fun and it probably keeps our spirits a little high after talking about this heavy, heavy stuff. Are you back to some heavy stuff? Okay. Have you ever heard of something called Project Sunshine? With a name like that, it's got to be, you know, happy. And rainbows. Do you know about Project Sunshine? Can you tell the listeners about Project Sunshine? I, I know enough to give the listeners some cliff notes, and if they want to hear more about it, they can. But Project Sunshine is uh, not sunshine and lollipops, I'll tell you that. I believe it has a, uh unofficial name, and it's more or better known by where Project Sunshine was the official name. Unofficially. Oh, you mean the Dead Baby Project? The Dead Baby Project. Well... In brief, the Americans wanted to figure out and test and do some studies on the effects of nuclear fallout on the human body. And in doing so, they 
needed some tissues and some parts that were of humans. And unknowing families didn't even know that they were, while they were grieving, that there was a large network of agents all around looking for recently deceased children, young adults, and babies to take samples from all the way up to literally just whole limbs to test nuclear fallout on these this radiation and what effects it would have on our bodies literal grave robbing literal grave robbing done by the u.s government frankenstein's monster type horror shows correct this is a real rough episode uh i know how the cia has been one of our number one it, it it's funny to me that the cia happens to be where a lot of our most well-known confirmed conspiracies come from. And we talked about MKUltra quite a bit in the last episode. Didn't mean to go that deep in the rabbit hole. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You tell me what? The CIA is good at what they do, and what they do isn't nice. But because somebody out there in the government isn't a total piece of shit, they find out these classified information go, hey, we should probably let our people know what's going on. Speaking of uh, letting our people know what's going on, have you ever heard of the CIA's heart attack gun? Yep. Yes, I have. Do you want me to take this one or do you want to? Um, you know, as much as I do love fancy spy gadgets, uh, this one hurts my heart. Literally. Literally. Go ahead. I wonder if they gave the Dalai Lama one while he was an agent. Oh, you bet your sweet ass. Just imagine, keep that thing on him, underneath the robe, never expect it. You know what? I take back what I said in the last episode. Dalai Lama is not surprising because he's the perfect agent. You'd never expect him. That's the best one. Anyway, the heart attack gun. So a subcommittee of the U.S. Congress in 1975, after hearing about a lot of the messed up things, that the CIA had been doing. You know, Kennedy was assassinated. They want to know if the CIA had anything to do with it because, uh, you know, we'll get into it later. But, uh, dude, I can tell you so much about the Kennedy assassination. Save for another day. Okay. Long story short, in the hearings, senators ask, uh, we're hearing about this uh, heart attack gun. Is there any validity to the stories? And they said, yeah, we saw, we. Basically, they pull out what looks like a space laser pistol from Flash Gordon, a gun that shot a three millimeter ice bullet. Why is it three millimeters, you might ask? Why is it frozen? Well, he who might ask, I'll tell you. The bullet was made out of a extremely deadly shellfish toxin, and it was frozen because it was just liquid. So the idea is, and I don't believe they confirmed that they use it on anybody, but you don't have this cool of a toy and not use it. Like, you don't buy a Ferrari to use the first quarter of the speedometer. Nah. You hit the right side. Vroom, vroom. Anyways, this ice bullet would hit you, leaving the tiniest little pinprick, kind of like a mosquito bite. It would then immediately melt in your body, go straight into your bloodstream, and you'd die of a heart attack. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. So we know for a fact that they had this. Who's to, say, who's to say they're not using it still? 
You're going to tell me that in 75, they're like, hey, you shouldn't have that. And they went, we're sorry. And then just threw it away? No. No way. But that's not for this episode. We'll get into some victims of a possible heart attack gun in another episode. Because uh, this one's confirmed. Those ones are still conspiracy theories. All right. You're shooting gallery, bud. Okay. Um, how about this one? The... Government, and correct me if I get anything wrong or if you have anything to add to it, during the Prohibition mm. and a little bit before. The no booze, no fun time? No booze, no fun time, if you will. We're literally poisoning, pouring just acetone, um, all this other bad shit into the booze. Yeah, it was like a kerosene. Yeah. Acetone. Yeah, all, all kinds of nasties. Poison. They're pouring poison. They're putting poison in all of the booze they could get their hands on, and then releasing it out to the public so they could be like, hey, all of those uh, moonshine distilleries, all of the bootlegging, all these illegal booze, that'll kill you. Yeah, it's easier to follow a law that's ludicrous if you make it seem like the thing you're trying to do will literally kill you. Correct. The no booze, no fun time by the FBI. I mean, we could talk about a lot of things, but how do you feel about the concept of a false flag? The false flags are growing in numbers all the time on how we have created a false sense of panic to further our means and rally around the idea that we need to get whatever objective done. Um, for example, it's happened to our Navy. Yeah, actually, I was just about to talk about that one. Uh, I believe you're referring to the Gulf of Tonkin incident. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Go ahead. All right. So, picture this. It's Vietnam. Kennedy wasn't sending that many troops. Now Kennedy's dead. Johnson's in control. So, the USS Maddox allegedly came under fire from North Vietnamese torpedo boats. Correct. What we know for sure is that the Maddox fired 300 rounds from the ship. A 2005 study done by the NSA concluded that there were never any torpedo boats at all. The thing that blows my mind about this is the Gulf of Tonkin incident was the specific catalyst for what caused the ramping up and the acceleration of the Vietnam War, or when it's a full swing. And in 1965, LBJ, Kennedy's former vice president, now president, also super weird dude, was quoted saying, quote, for all I know, uh, keep the accent. For all I know, our Navy was shooting at whales out there, meaning there's he's got no idea what was out there. He knew it at the time, and still use it as an excuse to ramp stuff up. You know. Well, we're not the only people that have done false flags. Uh, have you ever heard of Operation Ajax? Actually, no. That one's new to me. Tell me about Operation Ajax. Operation Ajax. And I might get a couple of these details wrong. It's been a little while since I read about it. But the Israelis put out a couple bombs, kind of 
kind of stage their own terrorist attack. One of these bombs goes off prematurely around their embassy, and I think it was in Egypt. It kills 33 Egyptian civilians, and it is a tragedy, a big tragedy. And in brief, caused a whole bunch of conflict and is part of the reason why Israel is targeted so much today is because it, it was already a proven false flag. That is rough. I'm going to have to research that one myself. You should probably research that one. That's something that we should pick up after I look back into it. But it's just something that popped up in my head as we're talking about false flags. There's also the Cuban false flag ideas. You are reading my mind right now. Would you like to talk about the Cubans? So, are you talking about the Cubans having their own false flag against the U.S.? Or the U.S. using Cubans as a scapegoat for a false flag? U.S. Cuban scapegoat. All right, then you are referring to Operation Northwoods, which was signed off by the Joint Chiefs of Staff and handed over to Kennedy before he mysteriously died. You know, not saying this one has anything to do with it, because that's not confirmed. But this happened. CIA came up with a plan. Kennedy was shown it. Shit a literal brick. Shit a literal brick. I was like, you guys are out of your mind. Of course we're not doing this. So the CIA went along and did the uh, botched Bay of Pigs invasion instead. But... Operation Northwoods, and try not to think about anything this might sound similar to, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So the CIA planned to frame Cuban terrorists in the hijacking of airliners and then either crashing those airliners into things or blowing them up midair. They also plan to have faux Cuban gunmen shoot people down in the middle of the street. Fake attacks were planned for Washington, D.C. and Miami. Now, I don't want to make it sound like they put that one on a shelf and maybe came back out with it later, but it makes you think, what does the CIA have in its tool belt if not, you know, hijacking airplanes, blowing stuff up, and then going to war with people that they want to? Hmm, that does make... That's a theory for another time. That does make some uh, sense that somebody happened to die because they said no and they might put it up on a shelf for later. Put it on a shelf for later. It's it just, it's funny to me that... Kennedy says no. And sorry, going on speculation, breaking the theme of the episode for a little bit. Kennedy says no. CIA won't have it. Kennedy tries to roll back the powers of the CIA. Kennedy ends up being shot. LBJ gets put in. And then the false flag and another war against the commies. Which, I'm no fan of the commies, but... I'm also no fan of the commies. No fan of the commies. But you know. That's how I do sometimes. I figured... Uh, is there anything you want to put on that? Um, 
No, because everything that I have to say from here on out about false flags has a lot of speculation. So I know, I know we've been beating on the CIA like a dead horse. The CIA is the only people that actually own up to their fuck-ups. That's a good point. That That's, you know... But good on that. Good on the CIA for uh, being in a system where their horrible atrocities come to light someday and then they have to share them with the public. Because a lot of the things that happened that are worse, arguably worse, under the Soviets, under the Chinese, under the Nazis, buried. Conspiracies, theories, because we cannot confirm what happened. Correct. But I want to point out one last CIA project for this episode before we go into the end of the show. Have you heard of Operation Mockingbird? I'll tell you, I know more than just hearing a little bit about it. Tell me about Operation Mockingbird for a bit then, G-Man. Operation Mockingbird, in brief, I do not want to steal your thunder. No, and, go for it. And you can you can go ahead and uh, take it away here in a moment. But Operation Mockingbird is real simple. You heard of fake news before? It is literally fake news. Fake you news. Take, you take a CIA operative and you put him in front of a camera, maybe have, I don't know, a very big news network around him, and he will tell you what the government wants you to hear. Could be real, could be fake, you don't know. But they are just placating the Americans so that we can think the way that the CIA wants us to think. So I'm going to build off that a little bit. You are not wrong. But doing that directly goes against some propaganda laws the U.S. has. So they had a great workaround the CIA and Project Mockingbird. They would plant a fake story foreignly, show it to the AP or some other press, and be like, hey, check this out. Isn't this crazy? And then go ahead and report on it and be like, oh, so-and-so somewhere else says, this is our message, beep, boop, fake news. And I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but as a matter of fact, there's a... Uh, Certain news network, famous for its uh, bouts with the term fake news in the last few years, whose anchor got their start in the CIA. Anderson Cooper, who anchors a desk at CNN, wants you to believe that he is not currently still on the CIA's payroll. He just once was around his college years, you know, as he went around the world, you know, to pay some bills. He definitely still doesn't work for the CIA at all. He works for CNN. You know, I've got one more thing that I want to talk about about Anderson Cooper, and we're not going to talk about it in depth at all. The theory is that Anderson Cooper is the son of D.B. Cooper. Another thing that can go back to our first episode of Washington Myths. Boy, you're telling me D.B. Cooper... You know what? We'll get this another time. I don't want to get into it right now. Okay, definitely not. However, have you noticed that there is a theme with a lot of these cover-ups? What's the theme that you're noticing? Before they come to light, there was always one man that 
tells us the truth before it all comes to light and everybody looks at him and tells him that he's crazy because he's a conspiracy theorist. A theorist use and the word theorist is used to discredit us. I just like want to point said. out at the start of last episode, we specifically laid out the word conspiracy or conspiracy theorist is thrown around specifically to discredit somebody, blackball them, blacklist them, take the rug literally out from underneath their feet. I think I know where you're going with this one. Go ahead. I want to preface this by the man acts crazy. He's got a lot of character. And he says that a lot of what he's doing is a character to, uh, you know, kind of convey an entertaining vision of some of the real things that he is talking about. You're talking about Alex Jones. Alex Jones is right again. Always, always, always Alex Jones is right. And the only Maybe problem, not. the only problem with Alex always, Jones, always. okay, he's not always right. However, he is right. He's right about some things that I wish to God he was wrong about. I completely agree. He is right way too often, and everybody calls him crazy for it. And then, lo and behold, it happens. And the thing is, is before he went completely off the deep end, he definitely just wanted to be a good reporter. And I think something that he has seen triggered him to start losing his psyche because he has all this information just out of his dream of being a good reporter. Or maybe he got too close and uh, they got MK Ultra and they just started filling his water bottles and vitamins with LSD. It's also possible. That is also possible. It's possible. But getting back to the facts. The facts. Alex Jones broke into and filmed the Bilderberg meeting. Back in 2000? Yes. Your boy broke into Bohemian Grove. And you want to talk about the Illuminati and some power elite? Now, we can't confirm that the Illuminati is an organization, but the Bilderberg Group 100% is. And for all intents and purposes, speculation here are probably the same people, probably the exact same people. We're talking presidents. We're talking actors. We're talking global dignitaries. We're talking anybody with any amount of power, large amount of power. We're not talking like some local grocery food chain owner. We're talking millionaires, billionaires, that Jeffrey Epstein type class flying around in his jet type people. This is all going to tie into that a little bit too. So in the Bohemian Grove, they have a week-long pagan festival in the middle of the woods guarded by sheriffs, private police, Secret Service, Circuit, Secret Service because literal presidents are going there. Bushes have been there. Clinton's been there. doesn't matter what side of the aisle. Reagan was there. Yeah, I think even Reagan was there. One night, Alex Jones did break in and film underneath the giant stone statue of an owl or the deity Moloch, who I don't know if you want to tie it into where it was referenced in the uh, Old Testament, the deity that I believe the Canaanites used to sacrifice babies and shit to. Correct. They have a giant hooded tiki-torched operation where they have something called the cremation of care where they sacrifice a human effigy of a child. So they say it's not a real kid. They're just burning some fake kid at the altar of an ancient god 
they wanted you to sacrifice kids to. To go from there, Alex Jones gets called crazy when he rails against his idea of a global elite pedophile ring. Lo and behold. And he, he, he claims people out by name. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, the Clintons, other big celebrities were all called out by name. Jeffrey Epstein. Specifically the Jeffrey Epstein. The name that we have heard continuously this year had a private island in the middle of the Caribbean where he kept tons of underage sex slaves and to which they also had an ancient Babylonian temple to do pagan rituals in dedicated to the demon god Baal, Beelzebub, the same type of entity that they were sacrificing kids to in the middle of the Bohemian Grove. They had a temple to on child sex slave island. Correct. And this was all brought up a while ago before it all came to light by the crazy man himself. Mr. Turning the Frickin' Frogs Gay. Mr. I will eat your leftist ass, Alex Jones. Part of me wonders, and I feel like we should do a deep dive on some of the awful stuff that I haven't ever seen. Actually, this is breaking news as of the recording of this episode. One of the cases against Epstein involving some major bankers was given to this judge. I am spacing her name right now because we weren't planning on this at all. Three days ago, after being given this case, somebody dressed as a FedEx worker breaks into their home, hoping to kill her, shoots her husband, kills her 20-year-old son. Two days ago, the shooter gets Oswalded, and now the shooter's dead. You're telling me Epstein is in suicide watch, guarded by two dudes in a tiny cell, Allegedly kills himself, and at the same time, all the guards are sleeping, and all the uh, tapes get erased. It sinks to high hell. We should do a full upset about it, but I can't believe I have to give Alex Jones credit for being so right about something so important. I think no matter what, even though he is crazy a lot, he goes on his rants about how much he really cares about the human populace, not any specific race, not any specific nationality he does talk about america a lot but he does literally talk about how much he cares about humankind and that shows in his journalism well here's looking out for mr jones i i strongly recommend and you know what? i think we'll throw it up on instagram some of the footage that alex jones got in the bohemian grove you see all these millionaires and billionaires in hooded robes with torches under a giant idol of an owl. Well, let's not forget that looking at it today, it's a little confusing because it was a 2000s camera. Yeah, it's, it's a little fuzzy. And it's a micro camera that he could sneak in past all of this police. Yeah, he had sneak in himself. That, that is some secret agent stuff right now. That's some Alex Jones Dalai Lama level secret agenting. Double O Frogs. It's a great name. Great name. But anyway, I, I really do think that we should look into that, maybe post some things on the Instagram, ask the listeners to give us their input, and talk to them next week. 
that's a good place to leave it off. Thank you for joining us tonight on Invasion of the Weird. Sorry I've got off the rails a little bit there. It's just a weird time to see all of these conspiracies that are not so conspiratorial anymore. It's insane that these things have happened and most people just don't know about it. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Invasion of the Weird. Uh, if you have any stories or comments or just want to say hi, go ahead and leave us a message. You can leave a voicemail at anchor.fm slash invasion of the weird. As always, I'm your host, Agent H. I'm the G-Man. This is us signing off for the night on Invasion of the Weird. <laughs>